Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers! You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. Ah! <laughs> Immediately off the rails, but that's totally okay. We're here, another week, another movie, and boy, howdy, are we just excited. How are you feeling, Colin? I'm feeling really good. Great. Why? That's it. Cool. I'm just in a good mood. No, there's been some good movies. We are finally out of the shitstorm that yes. is January. Yeah. There's actually good movies out now. Yeah, February. We're starting to roll out some fucking good flicks. Yeah. So, I mean, we started this year off in the worst shape. <laughs> I mean, we saw a 2018 movie, but day one of January 2019 was... Holmes and Watson. Holmes and Watson. So, yeah. Every movie that comes out in 2019 is going to be a godsend. <laughs> it's only, it's only all, getting better. <laughs> yeah, it's only getting better. The worst thing that we see this year, I I hope, is not worse than that. I heard that Replicas, which might be out of the theaters already, was worse than Holmes and Watson. Oh, man, we should have caught that. I think we had enough bad movies for a little bit. Maybe when it comes out on DVD. And you know what? I need to pad my bottom list for next year because yeah, this our first annual duties. My bottom list was filled with some good movies. high quality <laughs> film. <laughs> we saw Holmes and Watson, and then even since then, we haven't really seen many good movies. We watched Velvet Buzzsaw, yeah, and Glass was divided. I or some might even say it was split. split. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm waiting for like a really, really good movie to come around for 2019. I'm hoping that will be March. There's some good movies coming in March. Hey, leave it all for Marvel. You know what, though? Uh, Fighting With My Family just came out. We I got, know. We got to get to that. It. Yeah. It, it, it's not playing in our local theater. I'm like really upset. I was expecting it to release, and I want to I wanna catch it. Well, right now it's in limited, but I know no. it's coming My over patience here, is hopefully. limited. <laughs> I want to see it now. It's in the city. I checked. Playing oh. in the city. Oh, that's so far. Just hop on the bus. It's not that far. <laughs> it's like an Who hour. Who has the time? We do for off from work. I don't have the time. No. Not right now. That's You've been very busy. I have been very busy. I just moved. Mm-hmm. I'm basically still in the middle of moving right now. You're moving right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm moving my arms and I'm moving my mouth. I'm going to say, you're holding a box there full of stuff and I was wondering why, but now I know. It's all my dirty undies. You're literally building an Ikea shelf right now. <laughs> yeah, is that okay? You guys don't hear that, right? Keep it down. Ashuka, ashuka, ashuka. That's a saw it's sound. Saw. <laughs> you don't have to saw IKEA stuff, though, I'm pretty sure. It comes you just put pegs in. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> snap these two boards together and there you go. Yeah. You've got a windmon. And apparently you don't even need to screw things together. I bought the exact same pieces to build a replica of your desk. 
Yeah. And then I'm like, how do you attach the top of this table to these drawers? And you're like, oh, it it just lays there. Yeah. And I'm like, that sounds safe. <laughs> you said you're like, how do you attach them? I said literally just place it on top of it. Just I'm throw like, that oh. bad boy on there. <laughs> All right. Let gravity do the rest. <laughs> Way to go, Ikea. Hey, this thing is sturdy, though. Yeah, no, I'm loving my setup now. Yeah. I uh, I got my two screens, and then I come over here, and now you have three. Yeah, I always got to better you. I guess so. <laughs> I also don't have my TV in the bedroom because I'm classy. We keep books in the bedroom. I got books. Well, all of your stuff is in this room, so that doesn't yeah. count. You also have a refrigerator in here mm-hmm. and a doghouse. Yeah. Why do you have a doghouse in here? Well, when I get dogs. Rough. <laughs> Rough. You can never have too many doghouses. You don't know how many dogs you're going to have in the future, so. That's true. That's you just planning for your future dog family. Yeah, exactly. I respect it. But how have you been outside of all that outside of all that let me think hmm i've been good great <laughs> i'm really glad i actually asked. no no i i've been catching up on a few movies that i haven't seen and oh. I was trying to talk to you about it in the theater or like right before the movie started but caught interstellar for the first time ah uh, love it yeah and uh mine was a little bit blown so i was asking you questions about it yeah i know you love it i actually I do love it it's one of my favorites i asked um because i knew you really liked it and then there's a kid at work who's really into film. So I asked him, I was like, have you ever seen Interstellar? And he goes, yeah, of course I have. Why? And I was like, do you like it? And he goes, it's only the greatest sci-fi movie ever. And I was like, oh, so y- <laughs> you like it. <laughs> yeah, and he was just like, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Solid C+. Plus. But no, I, I'm going to have to re-watch it, I think. There's a few questions. But um, yeah, no, liked it a lot. I think I'm going to catch good. Attack the Block next. What is that? John Boyega is one of like his first movies. Is it like an? It's a sci-fi like a comedy. Up? Oh, I think Attack the Block. Attack the Block. It sounds like a like a step up. It does, but it's not. Step up six. Attack the Block. <laughs> I think. Yo, sucker! This is where we dance. A doom, a spin on my head. That's what they say when they do that move. Yeah, spin on my head. How have you been other than your move? Oh, exhausted, man. Yeah. I'm happy though. I'm happy to be in a bigger space. Mm-hmm. It's so nice. I can't wait to like get all of our decorations up and start like having friends come over and see it so I can just rub it in their faces. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking sweet. You don't get apartments no. for the for the living space. You get no. it so you can wave shove your dick in down. other people's faces. Yeah, <laughs> and just shove it down their throats. Yeah, man. But no, I'm I'm excited. You know, it's nice changing things up. And uh, speaking of change, we got a little bit of a change. We do? Yeah, we had our first guest to the show a couple weeks ago for a little episode called Bumblebee. And we had your brother, Brandon, on, right? Yep. Great guest. Mm-hmm. We're about to see if he's the best guest. Or the worst guest. Or the worst <laughs> guest. There's, there's only two options. So joining us for today's episode is our good friend, Ducky. Gentlemen, how are you today? Very you good. Leave the questions for us, all oh, right? Shit. You don't just come in here and hijack our show, but I'm good. You know what? We don't have a guest today anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Get out! I'm going to hang out with Paige then. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, so, welcome to the Futon. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. Hey, thank you for coming. You have had a busy week, so I'm really glad you were still able to like make time, go out to the cinema with us, and uh, come back and record a pod. 
yeah, I was actually afraid of falling asleep in the theater. I've been going nonstop for the last uh, four days now. That's it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we saw two movies. Colin and I saw two movies today. We saw one movie while we waited for you to show up, mm-hmm. and then we saw the movie with you, and I almost fell asleep in the first movie. Oh, no. But <laughs> I didn't. You I didn't. didn't fall asleep. I, I said after we got out, I think they had the volume of the speakers down lower because it was a kid's movie. Well, well, we'll yeah. talk about that on that episode. Yeah, I know. But I think that's that may have lended itself. Lent but, itself. Sure. Lended. Lent. Lent. Lent lended. Lentils itself. That's, <laughs> that's why I think you were falling asleep. It was dark. It was early in the morning. Volume was down. Yeah, it wasn't that early in the morning. It was noon. It was early in the morning. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty early for a movie theater, though, right? I don't know when movie theaters think, generally open up. But... I think it was either first or second showing of the day. Yeah, the first okay. one was at 11. The second one was at noon. Oh, wow. Yeah, Huge so. difference. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, welcome to the show. We are all here because we just saw Alita Battle Angel. And that's, that's, right. that's the movie we're going to be talking about today. But before we all talk about that, I do want to kind of know, like, you know, you mentioned you've been little bit run down you had a very busy week like what's been going on with you duck so believe it or not as of yesterday i am married oh (laughs) and on top of that as of tuesday is when i found out i was getting married whoa shotgun wedding (laughs) she's having twins (laughs) (laughs) it's actually not that at all luckily okay nothing on the horizon like that yet we so we won a contest we (laughs) Um, through Netflix and uh, the the show The Umbrella Academy. Okay. Yep. I've heard of umbrellas. Yep. <laughs> so it's a you know cause it's sort of pseudo X Men esque situation in the show. Yeah. And um, it kind of written by Broadway. Great stuff. We we both really enjoyed the comic. She's a huge fan of him. So long story short, basically, we get a call on Tuesday and they let us know, you know, this little app. We sorry, we sent in a little application, and it was a little bio, a few pictures. They let us know that they stopped checking all uh, everybody else's bios the second they found us. Ooh. We're gonna win. Yeah, and we were straight much... to the front of the line. Yeah, it's so... like you got the the premiere line at AMC or something like that. <laughs> like you got a stubs card. You could just cut everybody else. Exactly. So so basically, it was basically an all expenses paid wedding. It was. Yep. That is so sick. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's fire. And um, I just. I, I'm still so giddy about getting married in the first place that it's yeah. almost I'm getting choked up even just trying to talk about oh, it right now. Are you gonna <laughs> Are you gonna shed the first tears on our podcast? Do you love your wife? I really, really love my Aww. wife. Did you guys kiss? Oh, like in front of people. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> like filmed by Netflix kiss. Very serious question. Need you to take this serious. This is a real podcast. Did you get your cootie shot before the wedding? So my doctor is out of the country currently. Oh, no. And believe it or not, there were no doctors in New York City that day. All right, pause the podcast. I got you, bro. (laughs) Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now you got your cootie shot. Oh, my God. Like the slap. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to uh, ask the nurse for a lollipop on your way out. I didn't didn't know that, though, until, I don't know if he said that when we were in the car or if it was when we were going to the theater, but, like, they literally paid for everything. Like, you got your ring through Netflix, basically. Exactly, yeah. We got the dress, my suit. The, uh, the rings, hotel stays, limo rides everywhere. We went to a, a, the most amazing dinner that I've ever had, and we went to a show after the fact. That is was, so sick. It just, The whole thing was just it, this masterfully crafted performance that they kind of just whisked us through to have our wedding. 
and then it was and now I'm married and now I am on, on the <laughs> that's uh, crazy the spoof so is this going to be like a Netflix special that they're releasing that they kind of like show on the wedding or can um, people see this so we, we've been told that within this next week it'll be available on social media for anybody to see Ooh. but they're also crafting a special cut of it as our wedding video just for us wow that's really cool. yeah is there a like a surprise twist at the end? Does like one of the like main characters die? Oh well, you're gonna because to... I don't see Cat here. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I think you're gonna have to watch it and find out. All right. Hot take. Just oh, want to yeah. say, a week before you won the contest, the two dudes said they'd be reviewing Netflix movies. That's true. Mm. We did this. just saying. We finally this broke might be down actually that... a favor. We broke down that that barricade and we decided Netflix. Is in, and now and now look, now look at you. So thank you. Uh, you're, welcome. you're welcome. I was gonna say I think I need to be thanking you guys actually. That's right. No, oh, that's man. so awesome. Super happy for you. Hell yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's I'm cool. Happy so for the both happy. of you. We've been we've talked off mic that um we obviously wanted you to come on the show. We also want Cat to come and do an episode too. And then mm-hmm. one of these days when we get even more microphones, it'd be great if we could have both of you on. I think we'd love that for <laughs> sure. It's not that we don't have enough microphones. It's that we can't fucking figure out how to use the, the fucking software. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you have a bullshit program that we're running through, but we can't really do it at my place yet, so. I, I, I can get Pro Tools, but that's like learning a completely different animal. Yeah. So. How often do you learn animals? That's true. There's more than one way to skin a cat. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who, who needed a second way to skin a cat? Who made up that saying? That is the fucking... It's the worst. It, like, so I mean, somebody skinned a cat and was just like, "I could do this better." <laughs> There's definitely. Let me try again. There's got to be a better way. How many cats did he skin before he found out? Yeah, really. Like, because it's not even the saying is, "There's more than one way to skin a cat," but this is the best way. So just stick with this. It's yeah, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You can skin a cat however you need to. You can do it. You ceiling fan, oh, machete, oh, 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 oh. weed whacker, doesn't matter. It's just a fucking cat. Yeah, that is a. Uh, I never really thought about that until now, but that is a strange saying. Let me let me pose you a question. What do you got? Say you're in a, in a public bathroom. I'm right there with you, and you're taking a dump. I'm following. Someone knocks on the door. Yeah, they do. What do you say? I always say come in. <laughs> I really do, because it it confuses the shit out of people. Because <laughs> for a second they like they hear come in and they go, oh, I'm allowed to come in, but then they realize, wait, a person just said that. I don't want to go in there. <laughs> How what? many times have you felt the handle move or seen the handle move? After it's the legitimately 50-50. No way. It's legitimately 50-50. Like, people are real stupid out there in the world. I'm asking because I used to say, someone's in here. And I've heard a right. lot of other people say, someone's in here. But then I realized that that almost sounds like you're implying that there's someone else in there with you and you need help. Yeah. <laughs> someone knocks and you're like, someone's in here! <laughs> help! <laughs> Knock down the door! Someone's in here! <laughs> Get me out of here! <laughs> so, Colin, have you ever knocked on the door in a bathroom, someone said someone's in here, and you just checked underneath real quick to see how many people were in there at that oh, point? Oh, count well, I mean, shoes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it depends on how you know big the gap is under the door. Sometimes you just can't do anything for any, and you just Next. gotta hope that they're not you know meeting their... <laughs> their demise next time i do that if i knock on a door and someone says someone's in there i will respond with do you need any help <laughs> <laughs> do you know how long yeah <laughs> so we got around to seeing a lead battle angel today fuck yeah yep 
and uh, me and you, Sky, we have no knowledge of this manga. None whatsoever. I think it's pronounced Menge. Menge? Menge. Menga. Is that right, Ducky? I, I think Webster's just announced that for 2019, <laughs> to be fair. Okay, okay. Um, But it's this is kind of a surprise to me, because Sky, I've known you to be a really big anime guy. Oh, I love past. anime. We've talked about it on the show before. Death Note on Netflix. You know Netflix. You've heard of them. They Once. married you. Um, <laughs> well, actually, they mar- I married Kat. They didn't marry me. Wait, who officiated? Like a ref? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we had a, a real... I, I'm so sorry I'm spacing out her name right at this second, but... Was, was it one of the women from Orange is the New Black? No. Was Daredevil at your wedding? I wish. No, there uh, were... Why would you even marry her then? <laughs> I, I will not lie. I actually did try to appeal to, to have Gerard Way at the wedding. Before oh, they Because it seemed like... We, we were wondering because they were being real low-key about mentioning any of the actors or creators being there. Right. That mm-hmm. makes sense because they don't want to like commit people to something. They have some other commitment that they didn't know about. Exactly. Considering how impromptu all of this seems. Although it seems like they knew they were going to do it on that day. I think so. I mean, oh. it's the premiere of the show was that oh, day. Oh, right. So, that's right. So that's we also had to put in, that into thought as far as, oh, maybe none of these people will be here because they're probably at some giant premiere situation. They're probably Netflix. at some important in- event. <laughs> That Netflix is throwing probably in the city somewhere. Or just any it. other important event. No, yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but to be fair, they did have a, a good troop of actors who came in and did put on a performance as part of the wedding. And they were I think I brilliant. saw, like, pictures of that. It was, like, all the people walking in with the black umbrellas. Mm-hmm. And then they did, like, a, a nice dance number. Ooh. Oh, a couple of dance numbers, actually. Well, it's a wedding. I would hope people were dancing. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Thanks for the invite. Um, hey. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Shade thrown. <laughs> That's the real reason we got you here. You're in the hot seat now. Oh, no. But no. Um, when we knew that we wanted to see this movie, we actually had another movie in mind to bring you on for an episode in the future. But in the meantime, we were like, we, we want to get Ducky in here sooner than that. And we thought this would be a good one, especially because we have 0% knowledge of the Alita comics, or are they called Alita? That's the it's Battle Angel Alita is the, the full name. There, there was a different name for it originally in Japan, and it D A M M N. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I don't know how you pronounce Damn, it. Man. Damn, <laughs> and I, I couldn't even begin to guess how that one goes. But yeah. um, it's called Battle Angel Alita. I've actually got a chance to read the first. They, they just recently collected volumes and hardcovers, and I bought the first one over at uh, Main Street Comics, where I work. Very nice. Good plug. Yeah, I like thank it. You, thank you. Sneaking it in there. <laughs> we need sponsors. Hey, I, I know the guy, believe it or not. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think you've known him longer, to be fair. But, uh, so, so I've actually had a chance to read, and recently have read, the the story oh. that this uh, movie is based off of. So this is a little bit fresh for you, too. It you is. have a, a little bit more reference than us. Mm-hmm. That's great, because, yeah, like, we had zero knowledge, which I was fine with because, you know, I feel like a movie should be able to stand on its own without the previous knowledge of assumed, like, readers of the book or comic or wherever it's being pulled from. But very interested to hear once we get into it, like, what kind of things you might have noticed from your reading that translated into this movie. Well, I'll definitely touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I said to Ducky uh, before the movie. I'm I was interested how much of it was I not gonna understand just because I haven't read the comics. 
Yeah. Because I had heard going into that 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 movie was unapologetically anime. And like, if you are not an anime fan or you don't know it, they were not holding your hand through it. <laughs> no, they weren't. So I was I was interested. That's why I really wanted someone on here that could at least be like, if we're, we're if we're harping on something, they can be like, no, well, that's actually how it is in the comics or something like that. You right. know what I mean? Someone who could kind of like steer us and tell us to shut the fuck up because we just don't get it because we're <laughs> dummies, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. We're not. We never claimed to be professionals. Actually, no, you did. You I claimed to be a professional to... constantly. <laughs> yeah, every, almost every episode you claimed to be a professional. All right, guys, everybody point. relax. <laughs> um, but before we talk, Alita, we have uh little place like we like to bring our guests sometimes we just like to go down there ourselves just say hi to the local yokels um but you know now that you're here we figured it'd be nice take you out tour you around a little place that we call the trailer park (laughs) don't worry i'm going out of my way to not look now i know you guys are looking to surprise me with this trailer so well, well, I'll just go ahead and ask Colin, what trailer are we going to talk this week? There's only one trailer that we could be doing with our friend Ducky on the podcast. Oh, I'm at the edge of my seat, mostly because it's the only way I could reach the microphone. <laughs> I was going to say, you know what we're doing already. <laughs> I'm, Why are I'm, you so... I'm yucking it up for the fans. We our talking... millions and millions of fans. We are talking... Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Oh, had to do it. Had to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think Ducky is probably the biggest Pokemon fan that we know. Uh, yeah. If maybe tied for first with uh, one of our other friends, Tim. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you might be replaced. We don't know yet. I don't know. Ducky's got (laughs) Ducky's got Pokemon tattoos. That's another level right, of commitment. That's, that's a win. That's a win. All right, you're still in it. You're still <laughs> in it. You're on thin ice. But we've talked about this off the podcast before. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, too. In a lost episode, yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Secrets, everybody. But yeah, no. I mean, I don't know how good this is going to be, but I am really excited for it. I am equal parts excited and scared. What what are you how are you feeling so far, Duck? So I, I think I I'm gonna hold on to my opinions until after we actually get through the trailer. I love it. Have you seen okay. this trailer before? I have seen apparently there there might be more than one. There's a few. I think we're gonna be watching the first trailer We're, we're okay. watching the first one. There's a couple t- they're basically teasers. Like like there was one that right. was like a Super Bowl spot that came out. Like fifteen, yeah. twenty second. Yeah, in in those some social media they've, ones. Reveal, mm-hmm. they've revealed a few uh like other Pokemon and how they look. Like a tongue is out now. They showed that. I think uh the like, Pokemon we've all been clamoring like, for. Yeah, yeah. movie though. Like okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I think there's like a better shot of Bulbasaur where you can see him now and stuff like that, but Okay. Um yeah, no, this is the only official like full length trailer that we have right now. If you guys want to see a really bulbasaur, then you should uh Check out this thing that's on my foot. I'll post it on Instagram. It's a pretty bulbous <laughs> sore. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, let's play this fucking trailer already. Jeez. This is the second time we've done this on the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Rhyme City. A celebration of the harmony between humans and Pokemon. Too many to name already. Yeah, it was like Dodrio, Psyduck, Charmander. Yeah. Like it's like a Gengar balloon. 
if you are anything like your dad. That's the guy from Monarch, isn't it? I think he was in I the, 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 the Get Down. You wanted to be a Pokemon trainer when you were young. Oh, this kid? Yeah, the kid. I'm talking about the old yeah. man. Oh, oh, okay. He's from Godzilla. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Rhyme City, is that a city made up Someone just there? for this movie? I think it's in it's in the sixth generation game. Is it? Or seventh generation game. Yeah. Mm, I was wondering how much, like, generation uh, mixing they were going to do for this. I, I assume they just no hold bars at this point. Put down the stapler, or I will electrocute you. Ryan Reynolds. This is tough. Mm hmm. Did you just understand me? Oh my god, you can understand me! Stop! I've been so lonely! They try to talk to me all the time, all they hear is Pika Pika. Uh, you can hear him. Deadpool right? to Pikachu. Pika Pika! Pika I think people were like, how the hell is Ryan Reynolds gonna be Pikachu? But when you're kind of watching it now, I don't feel like it's that out of place. I think it's, I think it's so long as it's obvious that they're not trying to portray Ash's Pikachu. Yeah. For sure, I know. Yeah. We're gonna do this, you and me. I'm gonna say, you know, it seems like they, they're staying away from this. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but see, that the Greninja is a pretty, is a much later game. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Most of the Pokemon that they've shown so far are original 150. Yeah, 151. His shoulders have a seam. They literally look like dodgeballs. They do. Okay, that's it. No, we're switching roles. I'm bad cop. You're good cop. No, 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 we're not cops. In my head, I saw that differently. I wonder if they're gonna have Jinx in this. I, mm, I wonder how they will portray. Well, it, I, I just. What it's level a very, of it's a very, purple. yeah, mm -hmm. interesting character when you when you look at the design. Sure. But yeah, that's Detective Pikachu. What what are you thinking, Duck? Like, how are you feeling, especially as a Pokemon fan? So this this movie or this trailer really, really kind of makes me a little bit anxious about this Pokemon movie coming up. Especially okay. considering it's their first break into a live action scenario with Pokemon. And frankly, I mean, you with Marvel and Disney and everybody doing what they can right now, movies are like really, really visually in a big place right now. I think. Yeah. And good point. um. So, so they they really do have to knock it out of the park here with this movie to be a contender, in you know in the future going forward trying to release live action Pokemon movies if they have Ooh, that agenda. That's a good point. Like, is this going to open up the door like for more? I mean, I'm assuming if it's successful, they're well, going to want to do more. I can tell you right now, they've already said that they're working on the script for the sequel. Interesting. Already. For another Detective Pikachu or for another Pokemon live action? I think film? another Detective Pikachu. Wow. It's yeah. Ballsy. That's ballsy. I feel like, and you were talking about the visuals. I feel like the visuals in this trailer, and again, maybe it's just the trailer, but I feel like it's a little inconsistent. Like, Pikachu looks, I think, really good. I think so too. Yeah. Like, we're looking at a still of him right now, and I mean, the fur. The eyes, everything on him looks really good. I think they, they do a good job, at least with like his eyebrows expressing emotion and stuff. But then other Pokemon yeah. in here literally just look like they're plastic. I'm trying mm -hmm. to find the part of Bulbasaur, but he, like, there's a herd of them and they look like clay. <laughs> yeah. I think it's somewhere around here. It's funny because I think you, you, you chuckled whenever I reacted to that Bulbasaur coming up on screen, yeah. too. 
I, is that what you were thinking? Yeah, I was just I, I There you go. They hurt me a little bit. Yeah. There's uh that's why I said this is the first trailer. Maybe they're still polishing stuff up cuz I think in the other like teaser that they put out with Bulbasaur, it looks a little bit better. A little bit better. Yeah, it's not out yet. They can still do like post-production stuff to clean up certain effects and whatnot. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I just, I, you, Colin, you know that Bulbasaur is an impo- important Pokemon to me. Yeah. So it's your favorite, right? He's he's my number one. Yeah. And uh, I was always I, a Squirtle guy. Me too. Yeah. I was a Squirtle guy too. Yeah. That's why we have a <laughs> podcast together. <laughs> but uh, I just this scene in particular. Whenever I mentioned having anxiety about this movie, this scene is really what it started to kick me a little bit because because I, I agree with you in that a lot of these monsters do look inconsistent. Yeah. To me as well. And um I didn't like that I I'm kind of struggling over Jigglypuff, to be frank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jigglypuff <laughs> in its original one fifty one Pokedex is the balloon Pokemon. I've never seen a blue with balloon with fur before. He's so fuzzy. <laughs> or hair or And it looks like hair's growing out of his ears. Yeah, and that really bothers me. Yeah. This 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 image is not and and that's not to say that this entire trailer is not bothering me. No, I'm still have excitement for this movie, and I cannot wait to go see it. I do like the like boxing poster. That's I was just about wall. to get to that. That is actually it's such a subtle thing, but that's something that maybe gives me a little bit of hope. That's like you know that's a that's a throwback to a an original so, Pokemon episode from yeah. the first season. So I'm hoping that the people that are working on this actually have the care to make this what I think every Pokemon fan wants it to be, because I don't know what I would want it to be as a Pokemon fan. Why detective? Not bad. <laughs> well, yeah, but why detective Pikachu? Why is Pikachu solving a case? Is he actually an official detective? Or because then who's his who's his Pokemon master? Who's his superior? I think though it's hard because I mean people show up for the Pokemon. I think it's hard yeah. to just have them just say their name over and over again. Like I feel like the well, detective Pikachu thing gives you an out to allow someone's voice over the character you know what i mean but pikachu is like the breakout star from all of the cartoon shows and all he said was pika pika but like you're trying to you're making a movie now and you're spending lots of money you have to try and actually make something good those pokemon movies weren't really received well um excuse you i'm just kidding i've seen so (laughs) many of there a lot of them are on netflix ducky you've heard of netflix before right um i've seen them all like eight times now because logan's really been into it oh that's good to know I mean, it's fine for me because at least it's like bearable kids content. Sure, like I'll I'll mm. dig it. No, it's, especially when when you start breaking into the twenties, I feel like I even I start to lose interest in what they're doing with the movie sometimes. But for sure, it's to be said there there's production quality to it. There's not you know, especially you know if I was watching one of my friends' kids or something, I'd definitely throw that on in the background. It's you know it's very family friendly and I don't know you guys know I like Pokemon. I'm, I'm gonna have yeah. to explain that. That's. I'm gonna say though, timing wise, this is probably the perfect time that they could put something like this out, because, yeah. you know, they're probably marketing this more towards people around our age or younger kids. It's either kids that are really into it right now or the people who grew up with it that it's gonna hit them on like a nostalgic level, really. And yeah, they got me. And Pokemon mm-hmm. has never been, I don't, I don't want to say never been bigger, but it's had a revival with Pokemon Go out. That's true. And Definitely in the last two years, yeah, strong. Pokemon. And one of the movies that was in theaters recently was a retelling of the first season of Pokemon. So I feel like they're really trying to get people back on that like nostalgia train, hitting you with like the original 150 stuff like that. Yeah. So I feel like they're set up to do well with this. 
I just hope that the story isn't complete garbage. <laughs> I know, because especially with it being geared towards kids, it's possible that the movie itself could be garbage, but still be so successful that they'll make another one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. kids don't notice plot holes and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, they don't, other than Ryan Reynolds, the cast is kind of leaves something to be desired, I feel like. Even yeah. just in this trailer, the, the main uh, lead, he, he looks a little little weak in terms of acting. That's interesting that you say that, because I was actually going to say that I, I think that he's going to be one of the more standout parts of this. I think he's going to be a slip, sleeper hit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm watching some of these scenes, and he's clearly, you know, acting to nothing. You know, he's yeah. clearly acting to a green screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's a tough I, position to be it, in. It is, and, and I feel like some of these scenes, you can kind of tell that he's acting to... Like a tennis ball, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they couldn't even make Ryan Reynolds just sit there next to him so he'd have someone to chat with. Ryan Reynolds, man. Like, this is like, he can't lose with this. Oh, He's getting like a quick, easy paycheck for this. Yeah. And no one will hate him more than they do for Green Lantern. Yeah. For <laughs> so, that, yeah. that and if it flops, that's just more jokes they just wrote for the next Deadpool movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, he's it's a win for him either way. So people complaining about it being him, like, he doesn't give a shit. He's doing it. Yeah. Done. It's over. Even if it just completely eat bombs, it or don't. I mean, he's got what? another year of meme footage after the fact. If nothing yeah, else, yeah, exactly. he's just super he's... relevant still. What do you think about how Japanese anime is kind of coming into the mainstream with like big budget movies now? Because in the last, I think we need to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the last two years, we've had this, the movie we're about to talk about. Yep. And uh, Ghost in the Shell was out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, Death Note was out. Death Note, yeah, Netflix did that. You, have rocked you Netflix? it. Rocked it. Well, who? Netflix? I think you're saying Hulu wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, you, there's never been more adaptations of Japanese anime into like more mainstream, I feel like, than, than right now. Yeah. I agree. I mean, that could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. I guess we're going to find out the hard way. I think it, it just kind of follows. It's 50-50. I, it just, the comic thing is so big right now in movies that... Yes. I th- yeah, I think you're, it's, it's a right. It's the right direction to take. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. You're getting a lot of classic stuff. You know, Alita: Battle Angel. I don't know how popular it was the first time it had come out, but yeah, it's you know. But definitely... then, but how popular was Guardians of the Galaxy before that movie came out? Very good point. Yeah, so some maybe the movies are helping like project the comics more into like the popular lexicon. It's true. I'm looking at some of the posters in his room right now. In the games, can you go from different islands to each other, like different regions? Because there's a Cerulean City poster on here. Oh, yeah. Do you mean, like, can you go to the different sets of eight gyms? Yeah, or, yeah. Um, like, like I don't know. Like, have they ever done that in the games where you can kind of in, travel between regions like Hoenn and Johto and stuff like that? Or In Gold and Silver, actually, believe it or not. You can? You, you could go back to the original Indigo. Is that after lead. you, like, beat the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting, and, uh, and it's super, super scaled up. Very, very difficult. Whenever you're going in to do your second round of eight battles, really? Oh yeah. I've heard that they have something like that in the new game, the the one for the Switch. But I don't think it's. I don't think you go from region to region. I think it's like you have to become like a master of every Pokemon specifically. Like you have to raise every Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Yeah, it takes yeah, forever. Yeah. And then you have to solo one on one with an, an individually labeled trainer somewhere on the map yeah. of the entire game. Yeah, and fight them to so to claim mastery over the single Pokemon. That's another thing. We, we Pokemon finally came to console. Mm-hmm. To the, well, this well year. Pokemon Go came to console. Yeah, but I, I mean, <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, 
they never had a game on like it's always been on like you know the handheld like DS and stuff like that. Um, now now you finally got one on. I mean Pokemon Stadium, but I was I'm, say, I'm there's like stadium and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, not like a full on. What was the uh, the Pokemon like photography one? Pokemon Snap. Snap. Pokemon Snap. Yeah, yeah. That's Snap right. was awesome. That was such a good game. I I would love to see that come best, back to Switch. Just best to Pokemon property ever. <laughs> you go to Blockbuster, print out your pictures. I never did that, but you could do that. I did it once. Wow. It was amazing. <laughs> was it? It, it? I had a wonderful. I think I still have two or three of them in my re- safe. Actually, I remember the so uh, I remember the Game Boy printer, like the little printer that you could attach to like a regular Game Boy. Those that. are ridiculous. So what do you what do you think about like the comedy in this trailer with Ryan Reynolds? Because Ryan Reynolds is funny. In do you general, think he, yeah. Do you think he's gonna bring it on this, or do you think he's just gonna hope so. cat, like phone it in with a script? I think he's gonna bring it because, like, what we were saying before, like he's got nothing to lose. He may as well just like how much energy would it really take for him to like give it like a good performance? Not much. Like it's you know it's voice acting. Like I haven't done it myself, but I'm sure it's not to the same level of difficulty as actually like physically doing it and being on screen and changing your body language and changing like your subtle like nuances like you you change your voice he didn't change his voice he's speaking like like Ryan Reynolds yeah. he's just playing a character that's the one thing that I will say I said earlier that I feel like it's not that noticeable the one thing is though you're like oh, it's Ryan Reynolds voice but I feel like the voice of a body is not that jarring where you're like what the fuck like I I I feel like it looks okay I'm you look not... like you disagree I I won't know until it comes out. It's really hard for me to make a preemptive opinion. What about what about you? I just I from a lot of what I know of Ryan Reynolds acting, he really shines in an R rating scenario. Yeah. So I yeah. wonder how that'll affect you know, his his level of comedy and style of comedy will affect be affected by having a not an R rating to work with. Maybe what they should do is similar to like how Deadpool they re released as PG thirteen. They should re release this movie as R. <laughs> I would love and then just Tack on like one extra, so you know, g- give us an extra scene with like Danny DeVito in it or something. You know, someone. Who's What's ever... up, motherfucker? I'm gonna electroshock your dick off. <laughs> they need to go like a like a noir detective version where he's at like the bar. Right. It's <laughs> raining. His and wife shit. was murdered <laughs> by an onyx. He's got a forty. <laughs> yeah, bartender's kicking him out. Like he's got his revolver in his mouth because he can't take it anymore, and pulls the trigger and realizes there's no more bullets in it. <laughs> Psyduck on this, he looks like he's tripping in every sing- single scene. <laughs> that makes sense. I feel like that's um that's in within character for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Show him real quick. That's what I- <laughs> <laughs> giant giant spit trail. It, oh, it- I didn't even notice that. That is crazy. It is funny to me that they're not doing the the traditional Ash story yet. They're using all the same mascots from. The traditional Ash story, yeah, like floating around. You know, Charizard's a big deal. Psyduck's a big yeah. deal. Pikachu obviously did something in that show. I mean, I thought the girl was possibly going to be Misty because she's got Psyduck, mm-hmm. but it's it's not her. I not I looked her. up on the IMDb page and it, it was a character that I'd never heard of before. I'm kind of okay with them using completely like unheard of characters. That's fine. I yeah, I wouldn't mind mention of like you know there's the Elite Four, you know, or something. But like, I I don't know they, that I'd want to see them try and characterize those characters yet. But you know, they don't really show us much from the trailer. That who knows? Maybe this is a world where Ash is already a Pokemon master. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? And maybe they come across him at some point. Believe That'd it or not, cool. I didn't even consider that. Yeah, that's wow. Could they could do anything? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Like, it's really hard at this point to tell 
where I'm going to fall in this. That's why I'm like, I want to see it. I'm excited to go see it, but I'm mm-hmm. not excited in a sense of like, I'm putting it, I'm going into it with high hopes, you know? Yeah. Not, not like a, a Star Wars or a Marvel movie or something like that. Where, where I don't we even all give know. a shit about Star Wars oh, anymore. But Marvel, <laughs> yeah. Marvel, yeah, Marvel set the bar a little too high for themselves. I'm going in there with high hopes every time now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I with this, like I said, I'm excited, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared what they're gonna do with it. And I really want it to be good because I like Pokemon so much, and it's such a big part of my childhood. But if this sucks, we're probably, I would doubt they do that sequel unless it makes a lot of money, and you're probably yeah. not getting a live action Pokemon movie for a really long time after that. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. I really, really, really do hope this is a good movie. Yeah, but all right, man, let's uh. Let's pack up our balls, our pokeballs. Ooh. Yeah. And let's um let's get the fuck out of this trailer park, all right? These people smell like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Best segue ever. <laughs> so we said we wanted to do that trailer because you're on the episode. We said we wanted you on Alita because you have a little bit more of that background. But also we want you on Pokemon because like you're our Pokemon guy. So For the first time ever on our podcast, we would like to officially welcome you and invite you to be our guest on a future episode when we go see Detective Pikachu. Would you would you accept our invitation? I I would love that. That's great. I'm glad you said so, because I brought you a gift in honor of this moment. I brought you your very own Pikachu. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is wonderful. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. It's a housewarming gift. Yeah, yeah, it's a ceramic, ceramic piggy bank Pikachu. Just gonna cuddle him for the yeah. whole rest of this episode. That's like the size of your head. That's a pretty decent Pika. I was gonna say, and I can't wait to like put a ton of money in this too. You know? Well, don't get ahead of yourself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you um, have a ton of money. No, yet. no, no. But that's. Uh, uh, I, I guess I can wait to put a ton of money in this bank then. Yeah. So yeah. When I have we'll get there. Money, we'll yeah. get there. He told me today that he was going to give that to you, and I was like, nice. That's, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. This is wonderful. Hey, it's no problem. They always say it's the thought that counts, and my thought was, I got to get this out of my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but... that, that was one that originally we were like, we need to have Ducky on for the Detective Pikachu episode. Like, think, that was like a must. I think we either mentioned it in our first episode which is a lost episode or we might have mentioned it in one that's already been released i can't keep track of these anymore but we've definitely mentioned that we want you to come back for detective pikachu and that's why even when we were originally setting up this one we were like we should do an episode and i was like oh do detective pikachu with us and then i saw when the release date was and i was like uh we should probably do something else in the meantime Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah yeah, I'm very excited to go check that one out, though. And thank you for inviting me. That's great. I, I just It's going to yeah, be a lot first, of fun for us. First time on the pod. Second time we're ever having a guest. First time we're officially inviting a guest back. We don't even know if this episode's going to turn out good. <laughs> yeah. This might be a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> when you're editing the episode later, you're just like, what did we do? Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go back and cut out the part where I invited you back and be like, we're just gonna make believe that didn't happen. And no one will ask, hey, how I thought you were gonna bring him back. But but no, I I feel like we'll be okay. No, we're definitely gonna bring you back. Yeah, we're bringing you back. Awesome, with or without your permission. You want to get into the nitty gritty? Yeah, let's get into the nitty gritty battle angel titty. <laughs> <laughs> Let me grab my my fancy schmancy notebook. So yeah, we are talking a little 
A little. <laughs> We're talking a little bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> Only a little. Alita, Battle Angel. Yep, yep, yep. Just got back from the movies, fresh from our experience. Mm-hmm. This movie is directed by Robert Rodriguez. Which I didn't know going into it. I didn't either, actually. I knew that. Cool. Of course you you did. You're the research guy. I'm the guy who just shows up to record these. Robert Rodriguez, I feel like, has the funniest like career. Like like, like, you look through like what he's done, and he's known for like all these hyper violent films. He's got I think Machete, Machete Kills, Mm -hmm. uh, Sin City, uh, Sin City, Planet Terror. Yeah, Planet Planetary Terror, Grindhouse, oh, yeah. I think he did. Yeah, like, um, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he's also done Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Nice. And Spy Kids 4. <laughs> so, Dude, can't knock him. Can't yeah. knock him. Yeah. And, um, I remember 3D. I don't ever, ever remember a fourth Spy Kids. Well, you saw movie. how good 3D was. Yeah. You, did, you didn't think they were going to stop there, did you? It was 4D. <laughs> it was almost as good as Transformers 5. It's 4D. It's still 3D, but it also smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's. So he's done a lot of hyper-violent films and then two, like, really horrible kid movies. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, you got to do one for them and one for me. That's how that's how you do it. I guess so. And uh, then he's doing this. I actually, based on, like, you know, the, the action movies he's done and stuff, I thought that this would have been rated R, but it's PG-13. And watching the movie, yeah. there's some scenes where I was like, you're kind of pushing the PG-13 rating a little bit. There's some yeah. pretty brutal scenes. For sure. Yeah, I think they get away with it a little bit because of the uh, the robotic aspect. Yeah, they like do. They're, not, they're non-human, so it's like you can decapitate them and it's okay. Because <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> they're not a real life. <laughs> a real life. And uh, the producer on this movie and one of the main writers on it, James Cameron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's got a real 50-50 career these days for me. Yeah, I know for you. We, we were talking about it earlier, but, I mean, you look at his early career. Fucking amazing. Yeah, 84, Terminator, 85, oh. Rambo First Blood. I thought oh. the name of that movie was so funny. Rambo First Blood Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought it was his first blood. They couldn't say second blood. <laughs> Aliens, one of my favorite movies ever, 86, mm-hmm. The Abyss, 89, Terminator 2, 91, Titanic, 97. I mean, just bangers. Yeah. And then for a while, he's basically just done scripts for like Terminator video games and movies. And then he came out with Avatar, which Boo. highest Ugh. grossing movie ever. Boo. But I know I, you don't like it. I don't want to get started on that again. <laughs> I know you don't like it's it. It's a good market movie, in my opinion. Fucking hate it's it. It's crazy, though. The highest grossing and the second highest grossing movie of all time are James Cameron movies. Really? Wow. Oh, Titanic, Titanic, Titanic 2. Yeah. yeah. So. Titanic 2? It came back? They're making a sequel? <laughs> I would go see Titanic 2. <laughs> would you go see... <laughs> In this one, the boat unsinks. I think uh, Holmes and Watson was a Titanic origin story. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, another writer, uh, Laetta. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Coatagris? I think it's how you pronounce that, but she was a writer. I think on... it's Cunnilingus. No, that's um... not right. <laughs> what am I thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, she was a writer though on Shutter Island, which I liked a lot. Okay, good movie. And she was a writer on Pathfinder, which I thought was terrible. I don't know what that is. Me neither, interesting actually. enough though, she was a writer on Sword Art Online. Wow, interesting. Yeah, which I think maybe lends itself to why she's working on this project. You know, that actually that that. Knowing that now, that speaks a little bit about the movie we just saw, I'd yeah. say. Mm-hmm. And Robert Rodriguez was also a writer on this. 
Right. But yeah, I, 20 years ago, James Cameron actually got the rights to make this movie. 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And sitting on it. Do you want to know who turned him on to this comic? Who? Gamel Del Toro. Okay. Yeah, Gamel Del Toro was basically like, check this shit out. And then he was, I think James Cameron was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, like you got to do this movie. And he was like, he was like, no, like, you got to do the movie. So, like, he spent, I think they said, like, 10 years writing the script. And then he was trying to, like, get the script to the point where he wanted it. And then Fox, I think, gave him the money for Avatar. And And this project fell to the wayside. Mm -hmm. So he passed it along to Robert Rodriguez. But this movie has been in some form in production for 20 years, basically. Yikes. Long time. Well, yeah, it was a long time. But this is like, a, I guess, a passion project. It's crazy. Yeah, it wouldn't. I wouldn't su- suspect that. But I guess that kind of speaks to like what you were saying, Duck, about it, like not necessarily being like a popular comic. Mm-hmm. So I guess it would have had to have been a passion project because it's not like they were just cashing in on like something like a Spider Man or a Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, it was. It's like one of those things where I I do really don't know what kind of reception it met in the eighties when it was first coming out, but. Oh, I didn't realize it's that old. Yeah. Holy mm-hmm. shit. But um I There's been in... Japan for that long? There's been <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they didn't they didn't show up in ninety seven with Pokemon. No, that wasn't their first appearance. Fuck. Um <laughs> I gotta catch up. <laughs> I had not really I'd only heard about it in passing when looking up other things up until they announced the movie coming out. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Got you. And that was it was actually it was that day I went over to my lo- LCS, my local comic shop. Oh, okay. Picked up <laughs> that first uh, that first issue of it. Dope. And I just you know I, I looked it up, looked at it, and then cover the cover art alone. First, I don't know if you guys know this, but in manga they don't generally um, color every page. Mm-hmm. There'll right. only be a few accent pages here and there that they'll color. But the cover of it is just beautiful oranges and yellows with the sunset being built behind her character. She looks great on the cover. Like the whole thing, it appealed to me immediately as I picked it up. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Is it just one of those ones you got to read backwards? Yes. I'm yeah, never yeah. going to do that. Nope. <laughs> it's real, especially being a comic book lover and literally having to reorient and to yourself every time you're going back and forth between manga, American comic book, manga, American comic book. Yeah. It's tough. I'm not going to do it. There's really? been a few times where I've picked something up and I've seen that. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> and really, it's really not that hard, but I'm still no, just like, not. I'm like, oh man, this is intimidating. <laughs> but, but could you imagine like you know reading a manga and then coming to a comic book and accidentally like spoiling a big reveal for yourself because that would be horrible <laughs> especially now because there are small small print manga comics that are printed in like your standard 32 page comic book format too so oh, i picked okay. up like a like a tim burton nightmare before christmas one that i saw recently yeah and it's and it's it's a regular comic book size comic book and i picked it up and Saw the big reveal at the end of the issue. First thing. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. With the cast, I don't know if the cast were fans of this series or just comic book lovers or if it's just a coincidence, but there is a lot of comic book connections with these actors and actresses playing comic book characters. Oh, yeah? Like what? Hmm. So Jennifer Connelly, she plays Cheeran. She's in Spider-Man Homecoming. Mahershala, Mahershala Ali was in Spider-Verse this year, or last year. Who who's that? Mahershala Ali was the villain in this movie, um, but in Spider Verse he plays Uncle Aaron. He does the voice. Hmm. Are you talking about Blade? <laughs> yeah, Blade. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well I can cross that off my list of things to talk about. Mahershala Ali <laughs> is one of my favorite actors right now. 
He's fine, but he looked like Blade this he whole did, movie. I, that was, I, I really, on the first show, whenever like, he's in the limo. He's got, like the, like, the black, like, leather coat, and he's got his shades on and like everything. The round, the round <laughs> shades, just like Blade. Yeah, I was yeah. expecting him to smile and just two little fangs. <laughs> should be right there. Ed Skrine, who plays uh, Zappin. Is it Zappin? I think so. He's uh, Ajax in Deadpool. Mm. Oh. Yeah, 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 you're right. And Jackie... I was trying to, I, I knew I recognized his face, and I was like, how the fuck do I know this guy? Jackie Earl Haley, he played Gruishka. He's the giant one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Rorschach from Watchmen. That is him. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I thought so. Yeah. Okay. So that's four four of them right there, like four major characters. And was the one kid Venmo? Yeah, he was Ven- he was Venmo. Oh, I was going to no. say he's PayPal. <laughs> All right. But yeah. he, he wrote, also- that Venmo? Wasn't he also in Homecoming? I think he was in Homecoming. Was he? I don't remember. I think he was. You had mentioned when we were doing the Bumblebee episode that I think he had some sort of Spider-Man connection. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure that he is in Homecoming. Well, good for him. He's knocking it out of the park. So there's another... Um... So that's five characters right there. Yeah, he's in Homecoming. Well, we have another one, but it kind of spoils the ending. Oh, yeah, you're right. Another, another comic one. book connection. Mm-hmm. Should I just say it now? Yeah, Edward Norton. Well, I think it's known he's in the movie, right? I didn't know that. I didn't know it. Me neither. All right, well, Edward Norton's in this fucking movie, everybody. Spoiler <laughs> alert. And he was our Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Not so Incredible Hulk. <laughs> the uh, the two main characters in this movie, Christoph Waltz, who plays Dr. Dyson Edu. I couldn't find a comic book-related reference for him, but, I mean, I love Christoph Waltz. So yeah, he's such a good actor. And then uh, Rosa Salazar plays Alita. She was in Bird Box and uh, Maze Runner and... The Insurgent series and stuff like that. She hasn't. Oh, this okay. is definitely, I think, her biggest, biggest movie, and biggest, I think, I think the first time, that biggest she's... movie and biggest eyeballs. Yes, yeah, <laughs> huge eyeballs. But no, a good cast, and uh, this is by far the highest amount of money ever spent on a Japanese film adaptation. Wow, the estimated is close to two hundred million. That's this... it. That's it. <laughs> Jump change. <laughs> So I feel like this movie really needs to do well because that's a lot of money that they're going to want to make back at least. Yeah, they mm-hmm. really they fucking rolled the dice on this one. Yeah. Now, let, let me ask you, with movies, at what point after they've made back their budget is it considered a success? Ooh, you're asking the right guy, you, Colin. You want to double your budget. Double the budget. Okay. To make to make a sequel, right? To, to make a sequel, you got to at least double your budget. But, I mean, a movie wouldn't be happy with just breaking even. Like, you'd, you want to shoot for double. Sure. Because I remember listening to your guys um, talking about the Transformers on one of your earlier episodes, mm-hmm. and they were like quintupling their budget almost every single time. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just—I mean, obviously that's a success. But how is a movie that does so well so critically horrible? Like, that's... yeah, that's what I mean. Oh man! But that's the Who thing. Knows? It also depends on what you're going for. Like, right? We talked about it um, in the just or in the Aquaman episode, but. Justice League doubled its budget, but that movie—I mean, it made like six hundred fifty million. Mm-hmm. But that's right. like you know, that's their version of the Avengers. They probably wanted to hit like one point five billion or, sure. or at least a billion dollars on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for, for them, that was almost considered a failure. Wow. Well, yeah, because they that made makes a, a little yeah. more than half of if that was the projection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it cost three hundred million to make, and it like barely doubled their budget. Wow. So they're banking on this movie hitting. I think they're hoping for 400. Yep. Or, I mean, or more. and based on how the movie ends. They're going for half a bill. Yeah, I mean, based on the how, you know, the movie ends with them setting up a sequel. So I think that 
that's what they're shooting for. Mm-hmm. It felt like they're setting up for two sequels. Yeah. But we'll we'll talk about why as yeah. we get deeper into the movie. But so you want to just start getting into the plot? Or? Yeah, let's just jump in. Start, start it up. All right. Well, it takes place in the year... Was it two thousand five hundred and sixty three? I think Something is what it like was. That. It's deep, yeah. yeah, deep. But it's in the you know the future. There's been a war that's like basically separated two classes. There's like the rich people and the poor pieces of shit that live in the garbage. Yeah, <laughs> basically, and you live in our filth. We float above. I actually, I was getting a little Bioshock Infinite like like uh, vibe with the, oh, with yeah. the floating city. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that setup. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it looked cool. It was visually appealing. I, if if we want to just knock that out, this movie I think is very visually impressive. Yeah, a lot, a lot of it. But yeah, even the opening shot, I was like, oh damn, that's pretty sick. I think a lot of the city scenes and like especially when they're up on the rooftops, you you get to see like how big of a world they created and like how much detail goes into like I was watching the background on a lot of the shots and like. They really pay attention to like a lot of the details and stuff that I feel like a lot of other movies would just let fall by the wayside. Yeah. But I guess that kind of makes sense when you have like those types of names behind it, like a James Cameron and stuff. Cause like, albeit like, I fucking hate Avatar, but like, it's a visually appealing movie. So. I said when we left the theater that Weighted Digital worked on this, which is the studio that worked on Lord of the Rings. Yeah. There you so, go. I mean, and, and they were probably like the first studio who like really knocked it out of the park with. Kind of incorporating the motion capture, yes, you know, with Gollum yeah. and, and oh, even yeah. just the environments. Like, there's times in this movie where I was like looking in the background, trying to be like, where where was the green screen? I couldn't find it. Yeah. Like they, they they did a really good job at building the world just with visuals. Yeah, was, I think so too. Looked very cool. But um, almost immediately in this movie, just uh, Christoph Waltz in the in the trash, and he finds Alita, and he's like, oh, here we go, and she's alive, yeah. brought back from basically the dead even though she wasn't actually like she had brain activity yeah. but she's up and cognizant within the first two minutes of this movie basically yeah this movie just starts it and did then, and it goes i i think the comic is pretty much the same way too is it it's a, it, it it opens up on him searching through the trash just like they did in the movie Okay, and then and it, it is it's you know Check within that off. the first seven or eight pages she she's as um, animated now as she is in the okay. movie. Got so you. they really they, the the pacing is is very similar to the comic right. in that aspect of that, it. That that is actually good in. to know because that was a little bit of an issue that I had. Yeah, is uh, I kind of was hoping that there was gonna be more of her maybe like struggling with like getting her motor functions back or something like that, and then maybe you almost feel a little bit more emotionally invested in the character. Mm-hmm. But it's like she gets up and right from Jump Street, she's just like unstoppable (laughs) so and i'm actually i'm kind of glad that you brought that up because that that would actually be one thing that i'd say if if the 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 creators of the movie would to have taken a little bit more liberties on something i think i would have liked to see that develop more so like you had just said colin where where we get a little bit more pull for the character get talking on heartstrings a little bit for her and then get us invested and then get her kicking ass you know Mm -hmm. that's Two and a half hour long movie you, you or you know two two and a half hour long movie you had time to do all that i think yeah you know, she gets brought a lot back alive. I guess uh, they reveal that the body that um, the doctor uses on her is the body from his deceased daughter. Yes, I actually early on. So when she wakes up the first time, comes downstairs, and they say hi to her and everything like that, she like eats an orange or something, right? And she like bites mm-hmm. into the orange, and he's like trying to like feed her and take care of her. Right then, I wanted to lean over to you and go. 
I bet you he has a dead daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that would explain like the why he was acting the way he was towards her because he was acting very like fatherly towards her. So I was like, oh, he's got a dead daughter. And I wish I had said it so that you knew that I saw it coming mm-hmm. because then like 15 minutes later they reveal he has a dead daughter. And goes zero to yeah. paternal and like yeah. This, this, like literally the second he sees her, so basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then she meets uh Hugo. Yeah. Which is the heartthrob from right from Boot, the minute she sees him basically. That's bootleg uh Drake Bell. <laughs> bootleg Drake Ooh, Bell. Okay. Drake and Josh, right? <laughs> yeah, no, she meets this kid and uh she tries to like fight a tank hand to hand combat. <laughs> yeah, she's just staring it down like "fuck out of here, boy." Which, in hindsight, she probably could have won that fight pretty easily. Even Same in, the thing she does true, later, yeah, w- w- where she was in the movie at that point, you know. Yeah, That's... but yeah, no, she meets meets this kid, and he basically, I don't know if he is into her right away, but oh, it looks like they're like immediately digging on each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. I felt like it was. It, I wasn't buying that part of the of the movie. How would you? How would you fuck that robot? I mean, I don't know if that's... <laughs> Especially, I mean, the, the point that's I think... That's, like, the first thing I thought. I'm like, how are you going to... How are they going to bang? If you like someone, is that the first thing you think about? It's not the first thing, but it's like... <laughs> but the first interaction. Why yeah, would sure you it... start falling in love with a robot? If I mean, I guess just companionship, but... That was, that was like, the thing that, like... Like, it didn't land for me almost the entire movie was that whole romantic part of it. She's got weird eyeballs. And, and but like and that's something that has kind of been a problem in a lot of movies recently. The Shape of Water which came out 2 years ago was almost like they meet each other and immediately they're like we she's like I'm going to fuck that fish we gotta man. Got to fuck that fish. <laughs> got to fuck that fish. Like there's not enough like set up some of that some sushi of dick. I, <laughs> I feel like the the romantic aspect of some of these movies is not developed enough. They're just like we need like some sort of romantic validation for these characters. Yeah. So as soon as they see each other, they're just going to start giving each other the fuck me eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, in fairness, her eyes are always set to fuck me eyes. It's true. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it back to the comic again. That character is not even introduced in the comic until she's already fought a few times. Oh, but he is from the comic. I, I, I I'm pretty sure because if it is who I think it is in the comic, mm-hmm. they, they don't touch on it very much in the first volume at all. Yeah. And he, um, just, they, they, Took a little bit of liberty on his looks, then, in my opinion. Yeah, it is, and that's. I I truly I'm not sure if the is he kind of like a warrior in the comic. No, no, he he's he's very much just um same, portrayed same from way. what I gathered um in the same light. Yeah, oh, I got you. <laughs> he basically what he takes apart cyborgs. He like steals their parts and leaves them yeah, paralyzed. Yeah, like a pseudo repo, not a repo man. <laughs> but like he, a, he's kind of just like a hired thug for like. Our main bad in the movie, yeah. Which we we find out later that that's the case, but like he, like tracks down people who have like bounties out or whatever parts that this company is looking for that helps with this motorball game that they do and put all their money into. It kind of give gives me like a hun- Hunger Games type feel when you get down to the real reason why they're playing the game. Mm-hmm. But um, they go out and they take the parts. Cut them off of the cyborgs and then give them to whoever. Yeah, that's, I, I was trying to figure out w- with the way they're going in the movie with this. Like, was was he more so like 
Because he goes out of his way to say during the movie that they they don't kill anybody whenever they go and do this. They're always right. paralyzing them and then taking the parts and leaving them there. Uh, what what is going through his head the moment that he meets Alita? Is he? Do you think his first thought was she's hot? I could use a piece of that. Or was his first thought she's hot? I could use a piece of that. Right. You know that's... how. What kind of piece are we talking here? <laughs> piece of that ass or piece of that hardware? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good point. I mean, I think. I think we realized by the end of it, it's all about that booty. I think it is. But it's all about that booty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, weird line. It's later in the movie. She she has to get a new body and it like automatically forms to like how she like subconsciously like sees herself. And then the nurse says like, oh, I guess she's a bit older than than you had thought. Yeah. Is she saying because her boobs are bigger? I think that's what. Yeah. Like. The the uniform, so weird. yeah, the Why uniform like gave that? her bigger boobs, so they're like, ooh, yeah, I thought that I was. I guess she's a little strange. bit older than you thought she was. <laughs> See, that's that's really funny. So when we were watching the movie, that that was the one time in the movie where I started to feel a little bit tired and flickered for a second, yeah. and I, I thought it was because she was supposed to look taller whenever they first, or like after that part of the transformation. Wow. Maybe See, I don't know if it because they show like the the armor or whatever, like kind of like conforming to her body a little bit, but mm. a lot of it looked like it was getting smaller. I don't know if it was based on like muscular like well, I know, think, structure, but I think the mm-hmm. um I think the original body was just like generic body, so it was almost like set to dude. Mm-hmm. And then she had to switch to chick. Okay. Okay. Also another switching little... to chick mode. <laughs> currently on dude mode. Another little fun fact is that is not how she goes about finding that the second body in the comic. I figured as much. That seemed like a little bit too simple for them to just be like, hey, come on, like, we're going to show you this spaceship. And then yeah. she's like, I know this spaceship. And then just like walks in and like runs the place. Yeah. That was a little uh, cut, cut convenient. Up the yeah. Yeah. A mm-hmm. little convenient plot device there. There's a, a bunch of scenes in this movie with a sport called Motorball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think about them? The first time they said it, I thought it was murder ball, I thought so too, which actually. I was like, that sounds dope. And then it was like motor ball. And I'm like, that sounds stupid. <laughs> um, it's basically just I, ice. It's, it's roller derby. But It's like roller derby, ice skating, basketball. Just, yeah. Well, uh, or uh, what it is. Rugby, maybe even more so than basketball. It's It's a little weird because there's, I think, four scenes where there's a motor ball game. And they nope. never explain to you the rules, but there's enough of it in the nope. movie where they probably should have explained the rules to you. The rules are it's basically roller derby. You chase after a ball, everyone beats the shit out of each other, and the last person who has the ball and can score wins, I guess. But mm-hmm. at the same time, during one of the scenes, she drops the ball, and then they just start fighting each other, and the announcers are still announcing it like that's just the norm. Yeah, that's like, oh, this game got interesting. Nobody has the ball, and no one seems to care about the ball. <laughs> this game just got real. It, it remi- and they leave the course, and they're just like, oh, this is unexpected. And they're still like commentating, <laughs> yeah. not being I like, someone should it. call the police. Yeah. This it, is not right. It reminded me of, like, there's certain movies or franchises that make up, you know, like a made-up game like that. And yeah. I feel like they actually take the time, if it's important enough, to tell you the rules or, you know, even at least in Final Fantasy X, they tell you the rules of Blitzball. Blitzball. It's true. I'm thinking this you know, felt like Blitzball to me. Yeah, I I was getting a little bit of a vibe, like not the same, but like I I thought of Quidditch from Harry Potter. Yeah. Or like uh, even there, you get you get the rules. You get the rules in that, yeah. And then the Hunger Games, like you you find out the rules on that. This was kind of just like 
oh, well, people know rollerblading and they know like games with balls. We'll, we'll put it together. And then like, like, cause there was times where I was watching it. I thought I knew the rules kind of just from that first scene where they're playing it, like in the park or whatever it is. But then when yeah. it actually gets to it, I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little confusing. That being said, I think and it's okay to murder each other if you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently, it's the future. <laughs> but those scenes, honestly, were probably some of my favorite scenes in the movies. Just like the way the action was choreographed, I thought it looked really cool. Yeah, and I, I think it's funny that, especially in a world where they do not let you know the rules of the game, that the, your first like real look at it is them playing on it like a smaller course. All human players or full human players are playing. Like yeah. it's they they lead you to believe that this small kids game is what they're referring to and then come to they actually enter the stadium and yeah. it's it, what 60 Next 70 times size craziness. of the course yeah now part of me kind of wishes that her rank or her um rise her rise ranks. through the ranks in motorball to get to the city above was a bigger point like in the movie like i yeah. wish that was like the main focus of the movie and then the payoff is that she gets up there and then she can, you know, exact revenge or whatever is, you know, on, on the one creator. But I think yeah. my big issue with the movie, and I feel like I'm shitting on it a little too much right now, but my big issue is that the plot doesn't have much direction, in mm. my opinion. I agree, though. You agree? A little bit. There were points where I was just like, what is the point of the movie? Like, wh- what is the real path of the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing, like... Because there's so many subplots. There's a whole section where she's, you know, with these these what are they called? Hunter warriors. Yeah, they're the basically hunter warriors. There's, mm-hmm. you know, like they're 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 hitmen that claim bounties on murderers. Yeah, and then she like joins that. There's that whole subplot. There's the whole motorball subplot. There's, there's the a subplot with her man's. Yeah, there's a subplot with the doctor, and then the doctor's ex-wife yep. is working for the bad guys, yep. basically. And like, there's that whole relationship between those two, and then and then they were they kind of like didn't very seamlessly flip through the subplots. I felt like like I feel like you know you were just in it with with the doctor's wife for a minute, and then they were in love, and yep. were in the, you know yeah. and then Alita and the other guy were in love, and then we're we're back to the doctor. The doctor's got this other thing, you know, whatever. They also like left this. a lot of loose ends. They also I they didn't they didn't go back to the. Uh, the doctor, Christoph Waltz's character, after they were, like, she gets threatened, like, oh, think about, like, your other people, because, like, I know where they are, and I'll, like, find them. And then, like, he calls her and is like, oh, this guy, like, your boyfriend, they're looking for him, so I told him mm-hmm. to run. And then you never hear or see him again in the movie, Christoph Waltz. Yeah. So it's like, did somebody go get him? Is he just chilling? This is just not important. He's chilling in an alley with that giant hammer. <laughs> yeah, like, and especially it feels like it's a pretty hefty time jump by the end of the movie. That's a good question I'm going to ask the two of you, and I want you to give me honest opinions. What is the time frame on this movie? Like, how much time passes from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie? Well, I think the majority of the movie takes place within the same, like, I I got the impression it was only like a week or something like that. Okay. What about you? What did you think, Doc? I think as far as me, I really think that it probably it's just because they didn't do any of her like coming to at all. Like you know, like we were saying before, so it has to be taking place over a few days, in my opinion, because it's they 
Because I'd say a year. Really? Because because well, she from start to finish, yes. I feel like the majority of the movie, no. Okay, yeah, okay. Just because basically you get like your fade to black moment and then it comes back and then oh now she's at the final game like for like the champion of motorball game, whatever whatever the fuck it is. Right. And so th- a lot of time passed from that. But she had to go through a whole season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her first game, which by the way, she didn't finish, she didn't win. She ran away so she wouldn't get murdered and go save her boyfriend. Yeah. But that was her tryout. Yeah. Also, the guy who runs the game was murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By her. So yeah. who who put her into this game? Also, if your prize is to get to go up to the big city in the sky, and that's where like our main our real main villain is, and that's where she's destined to go to kill him, and he knows that. Why would he let her get that prize? I thought so. I thought the same thing. Like, why would he be like, you did good in that ball game. You can come up here and kill me anytime you want. Especially <laughs> yeah. knowing that she's like the most advanced weapon ever to, made ever. Yeah. yeah. Like, why would he just be like, okay, like I'll let you play this game and I'll give you the prize and I'll let you come up to this city and murder me. Yeah. I thought the same thing when it was ending. I was like, that's a little, a little strange, mm-hmm. but that's I, what we got. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the, the way that they were pushing that character, I think, was just like you—you you know, overflowing with confidence all the time, every day. Yeah, killing people that he's just done using as telephones, essentially. You know, yeah. that's. I feel like some of the characterizations in this movie are a little weak. Like the villain, which you think is Mahershal Ali, when he Blade, Blade, <laughs> when he dies, and they reveal like, oh, this guy's actually like the big bad, and he was actually like using him. Like, because you think that whenever his eyes turns blue, he's he's just manipulating the robots, but it's actually the guy up in the city is like controlling him, basically. Oh, I knew that the first time they showed it. Oh, I I didn't take that. I thought it was that like Mahershal Ali was like controlling them with some ability that he. No, had. no. Um, I wasn't. Yeah, I'm with you on this guy. I, I'm yeah, pretty sure that it was okay. Maybe I just missed that. You mm-hmm. idiot. Oh man. <laughs> but no, it's still it still is a problem. Because oh. because I didn't even like when, when the at the end when basically Nova it's his name's Nova yeah that's right I was trying to remember it when when he when he's basically like uh you know uh what does he say he goes that looks fatal oh yeah, <laughs> yeah and he gets down he's like but, that looks fatal but like that's kind of like I guess the big payoff and setup for the next movie is like oh now she's gonna go and kill him I was just kind of like oh so like the whole time like you're actually trying to kill that guy but you don't fear the villain at all in this movie like at least no. I don't like. The only villain that actually seemed to pose any threat to her was the really big uh, robot. Yeah, yeah, I forget what his name is. Gurdan. Gurdan Gugan. Jerry Gurgich. Gruishka? I think that might be. Yeah, something like that. I think you got it. Some sort of like Polish pastry or something. (laughs) Gruishka. (laughs) But yes, I mean, it's it's hard to like dissect this plot the way it goes through the whole story because it jumps so much. I feel like it needs a second movie to tell me what the plot of the first movie was. Yeah. There's a lot where she's just basically hanging out with that boy. And then he's like, all right, I got to go. And then the next scene is him taking apart a robot. Yeah. And it's like, but then they come here together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I wanted to point out that I I've seen this happen in live action adaptations before of anime and manga things because like, um, for example, the Attack on Titan live action movie, the it is cut into two parts, and you you're completely like the, the first one is complete garbage, frankly. If you don't watch the second one as well, 
Okay. Like it, it, it leaves you just in the middle of nowhere. You don't care about the characters. You don't, Even if you've watched the show already, you don't care about the characters. Like, it, it was really, really painful to watch the first part without knowing the second part was already there and in my hands to watch after. But I think that's such a poor thing to do when you're trying to make a movie and you're also trying to get people to come back. Like, I heard people at the end of the movie be like, what? Like, yeah. people were, like, kind of upset by the ending because... There was no no payoff. There's not like a twist. There's not like some sort of reveal about her. Like any any important reveals about her are told so nonchalantly. And it's all stuff that Christoph Waltz already knew and he's just finally telling her. Yeah. He's just like, Well, you figured it out. You're a war machine from Mars. Have a nice day, honey. And then like that's it. And that's like just sprinkled throughout. Like he'll she'll be like, There's something else you're not telling me. And he goes, You nailed it. <laughs> Have fun with the rest of your movie, honey. I feel like, especially within the first act of this movie, I kept thinking, like, there's a really good movie in all of this. I don't know if you guys felt that way. I could see it in there. Because I, because there's, I th- feel like, like, I didn't really get, like, at the end of the movie, it just ends, and you're kind of like, oh, so I guess they're making another one. It wasn't like, I never felt like they were building anything, because the plot is so convoluted that you're it's just things that are happening, and you're just watching it, and then the movie ends. Like, I felt like if maybe they focused more on her past and built that up. Yeah. Because you only see three very quick flashback scenes. Yeah, that's true. And So she still doesn't really fully know everything about her past. Yeah. I felt like if, and I, I know you said this is in the comics, but if she was maybe more about regaining her abilities or something and she finds out what the guy up top, like in the city, had done, then the stories about her finding a way to get into the city rather than all the nonsense about her love interest. And you know, that's that's a whole other thing is she has a flashback where she hears her commanding officer in this war basically be like, We need to get to the city in the sky and kill Nova. But her flashback doesn't tell her why. Why is he the bad guy? What has he done? Yeah. Because for all we know, they're an invading planet and they are the bad guy and she's still enacting an evil plot. But all she remembers is being told, kill him. (laughs) Yeah. For all we know, he's maybe that's a twist in the second one. It's like, he's actually the good guy. She's the bad guy. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if you know anything about that or not. I I, I actually didn't know because I've only bought the the first volume of the collection so far uh, okay. so that's so what you, i'm pulling off of so you're on part one yeah so and maybe um, this is part one yeah i don't know i don't i never really understood what the what the villain's motivations were or why we were supposed to hate him so much i feel like there's more reason to dislike mahershala ali's character but at the same time you find out that he's not really like it's not all his it's not all deal. all him mm-hmm. yeah how big of a player in the comic or in the manga is are all of these characters? Like, even in just what you've read so far in, like, that first part, like, is Nova, like, explained thoroughly? Or is he kind of a mystery, like, how in this movie, like, people talk about him, but not a lot is really said or known? So it, it's definitely um very similar to what this movie did in that you, you really, he is kind of just this ambiguous, ever-watching eye. And that's, okay. that's how much they really give you about him altogether, as far as what I've seen. Okay, so mm-hmm. maybe we're off base. I don't know. I don't know. I still think it needs, something needs to be there for us to fucking like this movie out the gate. 
Yeah. And, and I think the fact that, you know, we have these questions and I'm someone who's even like seen other renditions of this and we can't answer a, lo- a lot of these questions with what they g- gave us in this two hour movie. Yeah. yeah is, does that make we, it... we can barely answer a little bit <laughs> of these questions. <laughs> I I mean, I've done almost nothing but complain about the story and this and that. But honestly, I enjoyed a lot of this movie based on mainly its visual prowess. but. I had fun watching the action sequences. They're they're well choreographed. The CG looks really good. Um, but everything yeah. everything about the movie is more so like eye candy stuff. It's not yeah. so much like like this isn't something that I'm ever gonna like. If someone was like, "How was it?" I'm gonna be like, "Well, if you like seeing explosions, you'll probably enjoy it." But the story has a lot left to be desired, and they're setting up yeah. a sequel, and that's like one of my biggest pet peeves of the movies is when you basically make like a throwaway movie to make something bigger and better the next time around, like how Jurassic world was this year. But like, like I said, it's, I, for all the complaints I had it, I actually had fun watching it. How about you, duck? How much fun did you have? I would say that, you know, it was a, it was a pretty fun experience. It was especially going in, knowing what I did about it already. Yeah. I, I would say there were, there were definitely parts of it that I would say were, were very fun for me and very, very just well put together in the way that I like movies in general. Yeah. I'd rewatch all the motorball scenes. I thought those were really fun. Mm-hmm. I had an okay time. An okay time? I had an okay time. I think a lot of those fun scenes were like, the whole time I was there, I'm like, all right, we're doing this. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Why? <laughs> like I couldn't I couldn't get the why out of my head this, and I just accept like... the fun that was happening in front of me. I could see it looked awesome. And I really did like a lot of like the fight scenes and the way that they were choreographed was fucking brilliant. And especially like in the bar, that bar scene when she first Ooh. goes in there and like those fights are really cool. You know which fight scene I liked a lot? I like the one in the alley when she like first fights. Oh, when she fights Joker Bot. Jo- Joker Bot, yes, with the And Little Red Riding Hood. Yes. Yeah. But I I like that scene. There's a there's a couple of cool kills in that scene. I was gonna say actually the bar scene is probably like one of my top 10 action sequences to read in comics altogether. I thought that that's one of the reasons why I was really really excited oh, that, for that's this movie. in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and cool. um it's so in the comics they make a little bit more big a deal of the weapon that that everybody was trying to get their hands on that that yeah. hand thing that he had. Oh, okay. Oh, really? So th- there's like an entire chapter dedicated to that in the comic. It's like a really like kind of rare thing especially because you you guys heard they mentioned they, they're not allowed to have guns anywhere yeah right. so to have a, a, a projectile weapon still that he can that he doesn't have to reload to ha- that you know has five different points of art basically of art, part of, of his body yeah, yeah is it was super significant and super relevant to the story at that point in the comic see that would have been cool if that was a big part of it too is like they're hunting down that guy or something like that or they like kind of center a story around one idea, but instead they centered the story around like six ideas. Yeah. Which meant mm-hmm. nothing was actually centered. Like everything was just happening at the same time. There's definitely too many subplots in this movie. They had like six trains leaving the station all at the same time. And in the beginning of the movie, they're all riding right next to each other and you're fine. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, they all start to splinter and go different ways. And then you're just like, um, I was on this train, but now I have a feeling I'm on the wrong train. And then all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> Oh, I'm definitely on the wrong train. I'm going somewhere I did not want to go. The second act is when it started losing it for me. I actually yeah. I really enjoyed the first act of the movie. Third act, there was a part where I 
I couldn't stop chuckling. And, you like, laughed laughing. harder at that part than you did in the movie we watched earlier this morning, and that and movie that was, was a legitimately comedy. funny. Yeah, yeah. It was the comedy. <laughs> Something about his face. I did not like. I did not like her love interest in this at all. I hated him. Yeah, I didn't like him either. I, he, I'm right a, there with you. He was a charisma vacuum in the film, and anytime he was on, I just, I didn't like him. I didn't like him at all. I didn't like that. I loved watching him die, though. Okay, mm-hmm. I was going to say, I like that he died. Mm-hmm. Didn't like that he died that way. Like. Being a little bitch. Like, well, like, wouldn't it have been more, like, emotionally powerful if she actually had to kill him? Like, you thought that she did for a hot second right before that? Like yeah. what? If, what if he was like actually going to die, and she was like basically like I'm gonna put you out of your misery, and she killed him, and that was actually like, and it's the only way that she can protect herself. Yeah, something like him. that. Like that would have been a lot more effective. And he's like he's like I'm dying already. You may as well kill me so that they don't kill you too. And yeah. she had to kill him. Yeah, and then she uses that as a vendetta against everyone else. I felt like there was moments in this movie where they were like, okay, this is where. You're gonna the feels are gonna hit you like this is an emotional payoff moment and I didn't feel anything. I think that's why that moment made me laugh because I can tell that's where they wanted that emotional moment. Yeah, and the fact that it landed so flat with me, I just I couldn't stop laughing. I tried to hold it in too that and that made it worse because <laughs> I held it in and then I I laughed held it in and was just like oh no now because I don't want to laugh at this part I'm gonna keep laughing because now it's just <laughs> funny that this tickled me. But his face when he's falling and just... It's in slow-mo and he goes through the clouds like, no! Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, God, what the fuck? I, I've just never seen somebody in a scene where they're dying convey so little emotion. Yeah. Like, it was just like... Very, I really like Very liked... straight face like, oh. I, <laughs> you know? I thought it was really funny too before that when the saw blades are coming at him right before he's hanging off the edge. The saw blades come at him and he does the slow-mo jump and then just jumps right into the blades. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, yeah. that wasn't heroic. <laughs> yeah, His whole body gets chopped to bits. And like Alita, like they just show the difference in their ability that like, she's like off screen. Yeah. She jumps so high and out that she's completely safe. And well, then he, you just watch him get, he's only been apart. a cyborg for 15 minutes tops. And he was able to climb that gigantic, Fucking! He got up there quick. Yeah, I don't know how. But you know, it's funny <laughs> you say that about the fifteen minutes. But I think an issue with this movie is the pacing. We like we didn't know how much time he had been a cyborg. Really, he could have been I'm a cyborg you, for three weeks at that point. They had it had to have been a long time between some of these scenes. Like, there's no way it was just right away. See, I I don't know though because they make us such a big deal of like people are coming to kill you for like a lot of the movie that I feel like she couldn't have been sitting around for so long. I feel like they weren't even sitting around. Everybody knew where that doctor was. He didn't go into like a hiding location now that it was like out and like they were coming to get people. Like the doctor, I think, was safe because he was doing free modifications on people. Yeah. But I don't know if he was like doing free mods on the motorball players, which seemed to be a lot of the villains in the movie. Yeah. Or... But, but, well, those. Motorball players were some of the other hunter warriors, or they call them, which is a horrible name. <laughs> yeah, I am a hunter warrior, tinker soldier spy. I like Christoph Waltz, but I don't know if he works well as like a badass character. He, like he was like swinging around that battle axe in this, and it was yeah. almost laughable. But yeah, like he's like an old man. And that J- thing looks heavy as shit. In Django, I like him, but in Django, he's not doing anything crazy. He's you know kind of more like smooth and like he's got yeah, a gun, he's got a gun and something and like that, silver tongue. Yeah. 
I was gonna say I, I love him in both Django and Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. Like Inglorious Bastards is, is probably on my top twenty of like favorite movies of all time, honestly. Yeah. And and his performance is what does it for me. I mean, Brad Pitt's great in that movie too. Don't get me wrong, but his scenes in that movie are so intense. And I think he did a nail biting, a yeah. really really good job with what he was given for this movie. I don't think that it's a great acting credit to him altogether. He's not in it too much though. It's true. He's. Just enough. Just just in the he's right in, ways to c- continue her character's progression. He's in it a whole lot in the beginning, and then he just disappears for long periods of time. You know mm-hmm. what, though? With his career in general, he's done a lot of really good movies, but I feel like lately he really hasn't done all that much no. that's been good. Like, mm-hmm. if you go and look through his recent projects, Alita Battle Angel, Downsizing was in 2017. That movie was not very good. The Legend of Tarzan in 2016 was pretty Whoa. rough. Um, Spectre, the James Bond movie, 2015. Mm-hmm. That one was a big step down from from Skyfall. Horrible Bosses 2 in 2014. Uh, but then, you know, 2012 is Django Unchained. 20, or 2009's Inglorious Bastards. Um, he's got a lot of German films before that, too. But, I mean, when he was starting out, he was doing, like, really good film. And I feel like now he's kind of relegated to these, like, I don't even know what they are. Like, downsizing is kind of weird. This is a little strange. So, do you want to you want to get into grades, or is there anything else that you want to you want to hit on? Oh, there is one thing. She's she's wondering if it's possible for a human to love a cyborg and vice versa and all that. And she mentions something to him about like, could you love me? I'm I'm not human. And he's like, you're the most human person I've ever met. That was a rough line. That was stupid, <laughs> cheesy. Also, she's from Mars. She's 0% human. <laughs> Even the part of her that's non-cyborg is non-human because she's from Mars. Mars I, was, I was thinking that maybe that was more like she has more humanity to her character than other people, but at the same time, oh, she boy. just, like, murks people this entire movie. That's not <laughs> humanity. She, yeah. And she's looking for it. She's not like, I don't want to fight. I don't want I want to rebel against my nature of being a warrior. No, she's like, I want to go out and kill people. Yeah. I'm going to test people. I'm going to push people and force them into fighting me because I need to do it. Yeah, that's why I didn't, I thought that was a really bad line. And I feel like they, they kind of tried to make it, like, seem as if it was with that new armor. I don't know, that's what I kind of gathered, is, like, with the new armor, she kind of came into her more of her badass self, you know? Yeah. Mentally as well as physically. Yeah. I feel like she starts pushing it, though, when she goes to the bar. Yeah. She doesn't have it yet, then. That's true. That's a good point. She is, like, an angsty teen, even though she's over 300 years old. (laughs) Yeah, that that part was... And, like, how how was she a a soldier to the degree that they tried to show in the flashbacks while still throwing fits and having attitudes about things? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good question yeah well maybe the the second one will will cue us on Fucking assuming so. they make them enough money yeah yeah i mean they've got we're seeing this opening weekend so it's a little too soon to tell yeah i can't sure. really go into the budget i've been out for two days yeah i think mm-hmm. on opening day for it though it made 35 million okay so, so that i mean that's a, that's a good start mm-hmm. so i mean we'll, we'll see but that being said uh, I think How to Train Your Dragon comes out next week, and that's gonna Whoa. and that's gonna kill this thing in the box office. Yeah, so we'll see. I think it started off well. I mean, our theater was packed today. It's true. It's true. But it's also a holiday weekend. I said, uh, yeah, true. And I I said the Ducky in theaters. The one thing that might actually help this is I think this might be a good movie to see in 3D. And James Cameron's name is also behind it, so people might go see it in 3D, which means yeah. that it's gonna generate more money if people are buying the 3D tickets. So. 
I would. I actually. I mean, for all the the complaining I've done about the movie, I hope it does well because I would like to see more adaptations of anime or manga and stuff like that. I just need a second one of these because I need fucking answers. <laughs> I, I think that it's a good step forward in the idea of bringing more Japanese content to American theaters. I, I think that I don't think this movie is gold, but I I think that it's going to I hope that it proves that you can use you can spend the kind of budget that they did to create something from Japanese this, this Japanese content and really still do well. You know, I, I, I just would like to see more Japanese creations coming over this way altogether. So yeah. the craft in this movie writing aside is world's better than anything else we've had you look at the visual aspects of it and i mean this blows things like detective pikachu or ghost in the shell or dragon ball evolution out of the water i mean oh you're saying this is better than dragon ball evolution um no way you know what no i actually really like that movie me too (laughs) (laughs) do either of you gentlemen own a copy of dragon ball evolution i used not i used to have a bootleg version of it my dad had brought home in like a stack of movies um, had a ton of bootlegs and we watched it at a party I threw once mm-hmm. and it was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, we were also very fucked up, mm-hmm. so it was fine, but we were just, yeah, it was basically an hour and a half of what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, a few years ago, so it's still many years after I've watched this movie for the one time, I had a nightmare about King Piccolo crushing my house like he does in that movie. Oh. I don't know if you remember that scene, but he's just standing outside and you're watching it getting crushed like like someone like squeezing a, a burger or a sandwich or something. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole movie is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. But um I I do have a digital copy of it though. Oh, yeah. you should send that our go. way. Maybe we'll I do will. that as a throwback episode for the podcast. Awesome. So Colin, we talked a lot about this movie, but I want to know what the what the people think about this movie. Do you have tomatoes and tomatoes for us? I do have tomatoes and tomatoes, and this is awesome. Okay. okay. Tomato. The critics are scoring this at a 60%. Okay. 60%. 60%. Is that technically rotten, or is that no, on the line? It's, it's it's certified fresh. But it's it's one It's negative. one point away from being rotten. Yeah, it's okay. one negative it's right review there. away. Audience score? 93 no wow. way. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Well, Ducky, I know you've mentioned you you are a listener of the podcast, so you're already aware of the Tomato Tomato segment on our show. That I am. Where do you fall on this movie? Are you giving this a tomato and mm. or a tomato? Pretty pretty big difference it's between the two. It's such a big... That, I... is, that is a huge difference. I mean, I know that that's not how Tomato scores work, and it's based on the percentage of people that recommend the movie, not, you know, an actual letter grade. Mm-hmm. Right. But you're going from a D, D like D minus to like an A. A minus. So yeah. like, I mean, that's a huge, huge gap right there. I think that I would give it an optimistic tomato. Yeah? Yeah. I really, really, I, I just, because I don't think it was a 60. I mean, that's... Yeah. That it, it had, I mean, it, for visual visuals alone, I think it gets a C. Just yeah. j- you know, the whole movie itself gets a C. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, yeah, ninety three. Okay. All right. Myself, I'm going tomato. Sticking with tomato. I also agree. I think it's a little bit low. Mm-hmm. Technically, in school, a sixty is an F. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, I I don't know if we're keeping it 
to that standard of like anything like 64 and below is considered an F or is 60 like a D minus for us, whatever. I'm still not entirely sure about our own grading system. I'm doing, I'm doing 60 as a D minus because Ron okay, Tomatoes so, is failing after that. So, so that's, a, so that's a D minus then if I had to give it my personal rating outside of the tomato tomato, I think I would put this somewhere closer to like a C minus. Because that's probably like around what, like seventy or so. Yeah, that's, that's about what right. I would give it is like a seventy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am basically identical to what you just said. Yeah, I'm going tomato, and when I said the thing about being fun, and then you like looked at me, I don't like when movies are like, oh, it's fun. I'm giving it a ninety or whatever. Like there's like like yeah. ninety on this movie for being fun. You, no, wasn't that fun? Yeah, man. like even Ready Player One last year which I loved and I had a ton of fun watching. I, there's still plenty of flaws in that. I can't grade that at like an A. I maybe, yeah. I, I mean, I did like that a lot. It'd probably be like a B plus, but there's more, the, the story's more cohesive than this. There's too many writing flaws with this movie for me to give it a pass and be like, oh, but it was really fun. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going tomato. I would either give it a C or a C minus. I think I'm going to go with a C. Okay. So we're all a little bit, you, I think. Well, you said like about a C, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're all around in like same ballpark. I think. I think we all recognize the accomplishment of this movie is its like visuals, and realize that maybe you know there's more to be desired in the story. Yeah. But maybe that's what's gonna come with the second one. But still, I just don't think it's right to do that. Like your, your movie should stand especially the first one of them yeah should stand alone and be understandable mm-hmm. yeah but this one kind of isn't the the plot's just way too convoluted yeah and especially if you're trying to get bring in people to this franchise like i felt like they really should have stripped down the story made it much more simpler easier for people to follow what's going on and i think they really should have tried to push more reasons to care about the characters it, it seems to me as someone who, who's gotten through this first volume now that they definitely pulled a lot of content from the, the later part of the story to create what they did in this movie. For example, I didn't even know um, Ito's wife was alive until we started watching the movie. Oh, really? She, he was, or she was not a part of what I had read at all. <laughs> so I, I, I think that they're pulling a lot of content from, from the future. Therefore, I, I do foresee the second one really kind of closing up and, and, and fixing what, what the first one is lacking hope so i do agree with you sky though i really don't think you can you can sell a movie that is just i i would say we got like probably 35 40 percent of that story altogether out of that single movie if that yeah at least being fleshed out i feel like they had, had too many ideas mm-hmm. they were like oh i really like this from the comics but i really like this and i like this and they just threw it all in there and none, none of it is 100 percent realized and, and i feel like this not being a super popular story like Granted, I'm not in the world of, like, anime and manga. I don't know that stuff. Like, at least I've heard of other things, even just outside of Dragon Ball Z, which has obviously, like, pushed itself into, like, popular culture, like, beyond what most other anime has. But this, I feel like you could have gotten away with taking some liberties with the story and changing some things without there being, like, a real uproar in like the fandom of it because if they understand that it's a much bigger ongoing story and you're setting up for a sequel then you could have shaved some of those details and then added them to there were three movies in this one movie 
You could mm-hmm. have made a trilogy out of these movies if you just expanded the parts that we didn't understand. Yeah, and just individually attack each idea movie by movie. And then in your next movie, it could, when it links back, you can be like, oh, that was something that I wasn't quite sure of in the first one. They only touched on it for like a half a second and they continued. So now like you can you can weave everything together. But it seems like they want they were like, instead of just planting a couple of seeds while we have this movie let you watch one of them grow while we plant the other ones, they're like, we're going to plant all of these seeds and you're going to watch each of them grow a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And then the next movie, you'll just see them all grow a little bit more. But that's not I don't think that's the right way to do it, man. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I think the biggest problem is that they overreached with a lot of things. They try to put too much in it. But I think in general, maybe an extra 20 minutes in this movie would have gone a long way. Yeah, would have gone mm-hmm. 20 minutes longer. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you could have just explained things, flushed things out more, maybe given me a little bit more reason to care about them if you had given me a little bit more time with the characters and not yeah. just fighting. But I don't know. I that was I. It was two hours, and I felt like it was almost like an unwarranted two hours because I didn't feel like there was much substance behind the two hours. Yeah, there was a lot they could have cut out, but there was also a lot they should have added in. Yeah. Like, they could have done some some swapping. I'll, I'll be interested to see what they left on the cutting room floor when it comes to like oh, deleted yeah. scenes and stuff. Yeah. Like I said, the biggest achievement of this movie is the visuals. I would not be surprised yeah. if this is not made for visuals in 2019. I could see that. Yeah. I thought that I was going to get really tired of like her eye thing. Like I know when the trailer came out, everyone was just like, Ooh, like ooh, uh, this is like these guy. bugged out, these bugged out anime eyes, mm-hmm. just like on this. I felt like they tackled that person. well in the movie though, because it's like, yeah, it was fine. She's 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 a cyborg. She's obviously created, she's I guess, from Mars, and and they also show the other beings and flashbacks that are like her also have the same right eyes. So it's like, okay, I guess this, that's just how they look. It's not because the in the trailer they don't say that, so people are just like, oh, well, the guy clearly just saw that. The character had big manga eyes in the like comics, so then they just did that for that one yeah. character. But they actually have a little bit of reasoning behind it in the movie when yeah, you actually so watch all, it. So that's all fine. But yeah, yeah, like that didn't bother me so much. Like it was all pretty good. But Ducky, s- such an eventful week. Now having seen this movie, would you say this is the most exciting thing you've done this week, or <laughs> how does this fall for you? I would definitely say it's up there. Okay. I mean, you're right. I- I've been busy, but yeah. This is a this is pretty low commitment. You, you you can't you can't even make that joke. I mean, uh, <laughs> this movie is a pretty pretty small commitment, so I'd say it's probably a lot less stressful, right? I I definitely. So you'd say this movie kind of like makes you happier than maybe what you might have been doing earlier in the week. Would you say? <laughs> I'm you're asking a him. question. I, I, I will I will put it this way. Okay. I ever since I saw the two dudes movie reviews page pop up, I was very, very, very excited just to see what you guys were going to be creating here all together. Okay. And now that I get to be a part of it, it's I've just uh, getting me emotional, man. <laughs> okay. It's like this is just let it what, out. <laughs> just let it what, out. One of the first times I've cried this week. <laughs> I believe it. Hey, man, that's what we're here for. We're here to bring the real raw emotions out of people. And I'm glad that you saw this as a safe space to open up and tell the truth about just like what you've been going through. 
<laughs> no, in all reality, I, w- I was really excited to come hang out with you guys today. And, you know, we all used to get to hang out a lot more than we do right now. Yeah. And um, we should we should play the song from our old band you know, on one of these the, episodes. Like the closer? That, maybe, maybe on this episode. The closer? Stop it. Don't even a... touch that one. <laughs> no, no. I was going to say, while, while this episode's ending, maybe we could, we could throw a little we... growing pains in there. Oh, yeah. Mm. Thank you so much for stopping by the futon and talking to us about this uh, very conflicted film. Well, thank you guys for having me. I mean, this is a very, very fun experience for me, and I can't wait to come back. Yeah. I think, I think this went well enough. We can have you back. Yeah, but now the question that we asked at the end of the Bumblebee episode with Brandon, what's our tomato tomato on Ducky now Ooh. as a guest? Hmm. I believe you gave Brandon a tomato last time. I think that might have been a little bit uh, no, biased I, because no, no, you gave him a tomato. I gave him a tomato. You sure? I think so. I think I gave him the tomato. No, I think I gave him. A... This is what we get oh. for not listening to our <laughs> podcast. I listen to our podcast. Oh, okay. You know, it's funny as I'm thinking back, and I'm just like, I'm definitely sure that one of you guys gave him a tomato, and one of you guys gave him a tomato. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think you gave him a tomato, and then I was like, I'm just going to be different. Tomato. Might have gone the other way, but what what are you thinking for, for the duckster? I'm giving him a tomato. Solid tomato. Yeah? I feel like I feel like he contributed contributed a lot of good facts, both in the trailer park and in the in the uh, the movie review. Cool. I'm giving him a tomato, because we didn't get an invite to his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I got him an invite. But... I mean... I, to yeah. be fair, Kat was supposed to invite Megan and you. That that was actually her we, drop on that one. I'm calling you out. No, she did invite Megan. No, she she did. She did. <laughs> she did her job. We just happened to have been moving. Sorry, sorry, we couldn't make it to your last minute wedding. It just so ha- it's funny that with, <laughs> with the amount that we get to hang out now, that two of our really big days occurred at the same time. Anyway, yeah. you know, like I would say a little less big. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. But it's still a big. Barely day, you less know? big. <laughs> I think you. I think you're worthy for a return. I think so. I mean, Colin and I will discuss off air whether we feel like it or not. We're actually going to do a, a, an episode probably at the end of the year, which is uh, two dudes review the guests of two dudes movie reviews. Maybe so. we maybe we <laughs> add a duty award category for our top guest. guest. Yeah. Maybe we don't need to do a top ten because for all we know, by the end we'll of this year, we're, yeah, we're only going to have a few guests. But <laughs> Oh, but what a joy we had. And... There's so much more to come. Not only thank you to our guest, Ducky, for coming by, but, you know, thank you guys for listening. And we got more episodes coming out every week, so stay updated. Hit us up on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, which we're kind of ignoring right now, but that's okay. I've been posting, but I don't know. Twitter might not be the, might be the place to, to promote the podcast. I'm not a fan of Twitter. I never have been. Yeah, I, uh, I think we might want to do Instagram. I mean, we're already doing Instagram heavy. Yeah, Instagram, and then maybe we could get on Stardust and maybe do something there. I don't know. Yeah, we've been talking about that. Have not really put our. Uh, we could have done it today twice. We, to we, we just did not do it. I even thought about it once. I forgot. And maybe Facebook. Although, like, I feel I feel like Instagram's the place to go. Yeah, just go to Instagram with us. Where we're the most active, you're gonna see. You might even see some behind the scenes stuff that we're doing. We had a trip to an arcade recently <laughs> and <laughs> we we just put that up. Had nothing to do with movies whatsoever. But you might just see some glimpses into our regular day to day life. It's it might be fun for you guys to know that the two dudes don't just see each other when it's time to talk movies. Like we genuinely like each other's company or at least put up with each other's company. When we went to the arcade, we definitely saw a movie. Oh, we saw Aquaman that day. Yeah, it was the day we saw Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. we, we we were at an arcade. See, we don't actually just hang out in those movies. 
We well, were coming from a movie. We were coming from a movie, <laughs> but it's not like it was like movies over. I'll see you when we record. Yeah, yeah, true. And I think we recorded that day too. That was Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl. Time to play the sports ball. Sports ball. Pick up your balls and go get some sports. <laughs> Gotta love sports ball. And on that note, what do you have to say? What do I have to say? You look like you had something to say. You look like you had something. I, what? Back Maybe throat. what I was going to say was... Tickle. Suck it, losers. <laughs>